0: So so I touched on it at the end of my talk last night and wanted to offer a fairly broad uh, instruction and practice with this idea of equanimity, which is all of the practices, all of the various mindfulness practices, awareness practices, vipassana practices um, are heading in that direction. Um, Also, the... uh, Heart practices that we've been cultivating, a kindness, compassion, and forgiveness, and appreciation—they all of the practices, uh, all of the seeds of those practices are, are arrive in this experience of, equi- of equanimity. Um, so that's that, that's the direction that we we want we want to head in, um, and it's really the full the full integration of the mind and the heart, and so that there's a where we become fully integrated in the wisdom side of being able to recognize and to see clearly what it is that's happening. So the wisdom side, the mindfulness side, the awareness, skills and tools and training allow us to see and to understand what's happening very clearly. And then the heart practice, the, the heart of equanimity Allows us to respond in a way that is appropriate, allows us to respond in a way that ends suffering in that moment. And so we take on a wide range of these practices because life offers us a wide range of experience. Just the range of pleasure and pain is very, very wide. And so we started at the beginning of the week cultivating this foundation of of a metta practice. So everything starts with metta. And we try to bring metta into the most basic features of our experience, as we did. We spent a whole day with the body and the breath and sound and trying to attune ourselves to the natural environment and landing in this experience of being at ease and trying to have a friendly relationship towards whatever it is that's arising. And as our experience we become more clear about what's happening, we, we see, without having to probably look too far, that that there's been some hurt, there's been some pain, that there's some difficulty, and life presents challenges for us. And wisdom shines a light on that. As I said, wisdom of the practice shines a light on the ways in which we're unliberated. And in that experience, we have the opportunity to call to mind and to, that metta takes on it kind of transforms a little bit into into compassion. There's still metta in the compassion, but it takes on that quality because that's what's necessary in that moment. In moments of of distress and anguish and difficulty and pain, uh, the metta brings into it a compassion because that's what's needed. That's what is the healing field in that experience. So we don't need to be walking around radiating compassion all the time. It's not necessary in every moment. But there are times and there are circumstances and there are conditions in which compassion is the appropriate way to respond. And so we, we've kind of become a little bit fluent in that language this week. Right, so it's a, it's a way in which we learn how to play this instrument, this Dharma instrument. And also with that comes this uh, comp- compassion and forgiveness to me are, are, are that same quality of caring, of um, forgiving as that letting go. Cheryl did such a wonderful job of, of using forgiveness as a heart practice but also as a mindfulness and a wisdom practice of it being about letting go, of, of clinging. And so yesterday we did some mudita. Some appreciative joy, which I, I did put the instructions on the bulletin board for those of you who asked. And in that experience, when when our, when we find ourselves in conditions that are that are agreeable, that are pleasing, that are enjoyable, then that meta quality, it, 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 compassion is not needed there. What's needed there, and what's being called to mind and to heart, is this quality of, of appreciation. Can I enjoy what's enjoyable? And so we recognize through wisdom that this is, this is a a beneficial experience this is a, a beautiful experience, this is an enjoyable experience, and I want to meet and hold that with a sense of gratitude, and so that the meta transforms and takes on that type of quality and that kind of experience and then equanimity is the full fruition of of understanding of metta of goodness and kindness where equanimity is both the wise seeing it's what it's that which understands it sees clearly what it is that's happening and also equanimity not only sees clearly but it has the wisdom to respond in a way that's appropriate that's necessary that's useful that's liberating <clears throat> and this term equanimity again from the pali comes in this word upaka which literally translates as there in the middleness and i love that idea that i mentioned last night that we're always we're there in the middle we might be in the middle of a moment of pleasure and pain a moment of joy and sorrow, and in the, in the moment of the past and the future. And that, and that equanimity is this great balancing tool that allows us to recognize and to, and to open to the full frame, the frame of reference. We spoke about that show, spoke about looking, how do we frame our experience up, right? In any given moment, we we kind of, what we pay attention to, the attitude that we pay attention to, in every moment we kind of frame up our experience. And oftentimes our frame is limited. We see that we see a very, we're looking through a very small window. We miss the forest for some of the trees, as they say. And so when we
1: incline the mind
0: towards an openness, And a curiosity and an interest and an empathetic response, equanimity gives us the full picture. We can really, really see clearly the issue at hand. And this is why practice is often tricky or confusing because uh, there's no one thing. Buddha didn't teach a one thing. There's no such thing as a one thing. And that's what we want, right? That's what I want. What's the one thing? Just give me the one thing that I can do that will just make this all smooth out for me. There's no such thing as a one thing. And perhaps we could even say liberation is the mind released from looking for the one thing. So we, we recognize that there are possibilities. We have possibilities different sets of tools. Mindfulness is taught that there are different tools on different occasions for different purposes. So one of the the beauties of doing a retreat this long is that we've had in seven days, we've really had a a pretty much um, enough time for us to unpack the full range of these qualities that we're aiming for. And all of those qualities, all of the different practices that we've given you, whether they're wisdom practices or compassion practices, they're all heading in the direction of this equanimity. The full liberation of heart and mind. So, you know, we could say that, you know, equanimity is also the seed and the fruit. It's that seed of equanimity that gets planted in the mind and the cultivation of that through through the sati bhavana, through the cultivation of awareness, through the cultivation of, of metta, of kindness, of appreciation, of compassion, is that we just continue to cultivate those qualities. And it's really beautiful because this gradual awakening that we find, this slow, gradual awakening, is that as we become more fluent in those practices, over time they become more and more available to us. They become easier to access. They almost become intuitive. That we start to access this intuitive wisdom where in any given moment of your life you might find that you just all of a sudden respond differently than you had before. You're like, where'd that come from? Why did I... How did I get through that one this time? And, you know, I find that one of the things that has happened for me over the years that really makes me trust the practice is that through sitting, through sitting retreats and through the willingness of continuing to show up for the practice and showing up for the present moment and showing up for yourself in the difficult experiences and showing up for yourself in the joys that eventually, over time, the practice starts to show up for you. And it kind of starts to bail you out. In these episodic moments in life, where we're just ready to, you know, throw in the towel or uh, blame or criticize or judge or whatever we do, and all of a sudden we have this um, new way of responding. And so, over the years and over the time, as over the time of our practice, as we walk this path, we we kind of have these two ways of walking. We have this wisdom walking and seeing clearly and responding uh, and understanding the issue at hand. And then we have this other ability to move in the direction of of, of empathy and compassion and kindness and that these two ways of walking the path, they get us to our destination. So when when we practice equanimity, it's not this dry cold, ambivalent-like um, experience. It's not indifference. It's actually a, a heartfelt in and in a way in which we understand um, what is necessary, what is needed in this particular moment. Oh, I think that's enough to say about that. I think you hear me. And so when we go through these practices, we're going to use a series of phrases, which is an integration of the the mindfulness phrases also with the heart practice phrases. Uh, In a way, we're going to kind of go through uh, everything that we've kind of worked on this week. We're going to try to integrate into one one practice. So we start with these... um, Accessing the inner life with this phrase of, I I feel you. So we use these wisdom phrases of, I feel you and I know you. I feel you and I know you. And this gets us able to kind of have that inward seeing of vipassana. This inward seeing. And we're able to feel into the body, feel into the heart, feel into the direct experience, and to know what's happening. And then, as we're able, and that—that's the kindness aspect of it. That's the looking with curiosity and interest. And then we add the phrase of "I care about you," "I forgive you," "I appreciate you," and "I understand." And this is where equanimity—the stance that we sort of take—where equanimity kind of offers this baseline framework for reality is that we understand that our happiness and our freedom is dependent upon our actions, not our wishes. And that is how we respond to the experiences that we are in, that is going to have the outcome that we like or that we benefit from. So it's not just wanting things to be a certain way, but actually learning how to behave, behaving in the mind, behaving right in the way we relate to our internal thinking process all the way through our actions, our speech, and our behaviors, and recognizing that if what freedom is what we're looking for, that it's my actions and it's what I do that's going to matter, not what I want. And this is where I would argue that a Buddhism is not a belief system. It's not about a belief, it's about behavior. It's how we live our lives. So if you like, you can just stretch for a minute if need be. So allowing your body to come into a, an upright posture. Taking a few moments to fully connect with your direct experience, the experience of the body sitting. Gravity of the body, temperature of the body, feeling the sensations of the in and out breath as they move through the body, breathing. Connecting the awareness with sound, if that helps stabilize the experience. And just allowing yourself to rest in this open field of awareness, just as it is here now. And beginning to use all of your new skills and tools of investigation by feeling into the heart mind, feeling through the face and the throat, the chest and the belly. Allowing yourself to just feel into your own humanity. Feeling the life inside of your body. beginning to invite any aspect of your inner experience, inviting in any qualities or any experiences that perhaps need to be felt. it's dropping this phrase into the body system as you practice in this way i feel you i feel you and observing what arises making plenty of room for anything to arise that would like to be present. I feel you. Simply breathing in and breathing out. I feel you. And expanding the field of awareness to feel anything that needs to be felt. I feel you. And opening to expand into the instruction, I know you. I know you. And allowing yourself to know all that's there to be known here and now. I feel you, I know you. I feel you, I know you. Leaving no rock unturned. feeling deep, deep into the experience, deep attention from head to toe. I feel you. I know you. I feel you. I know you. Allowing your awareness to absorb deep into the interior. And expanding, stretching the heart and mind to include this compassion. I feel you. I know you. I care about you. I care about you. bringing awareness deep into the interior and to bring care and compassion to any aspect of your experience that does not know that. I care about you. Sending that message deep into the interior of the body and mind and heart. I feel you. I know you. I care about you. I feel you. I know you. I care about you. Sending that message as deep into the interior as you can so that becomes known. Just letting those phrases repeat over and over. Expanding, stretching the heart and mind even wider to include, I forgive you. I forgive you. Sending that message deep, absorbing that message deep into the heart and mind and body. I forgive you. Letting go of any internal anger, resentment that might be held somewhere in the system. By sending that message, I forgive you. beginning to incline this practice by staying with these phrases. I feel you. I know you. I care about you. I forgive you. I feel you. I know you. I care about you. I forgive you. allowing the awareness to go deep into the interior, making sure every aspect of your experience gets the message. I feel you. I know you. I care about you. I forgive you. each phrase to land right in your direct experience. (coughs) Offering the phrase and receiving the phrase. I feel you. I know you. I care about you. I forgive you. body gets tight or feeling a little overwhelmed too much just back into the breath and the sounds and the body just that ease with the experience and stretching the heart mind a little bit further to include I appreciate you Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate all of the ways that you've been there for me. I appreciate all the ways you've shown up for me. Sending that message deep into the interior. I appreciate you. Thank you. And allowing this message of appreciation to be felt and known as far and wide into your experience as you can. I appreciate you. Thank you. as best you can, offering each phrase internally and receiving it, however it's received. I feel you. I know you. I care about you. I forgive you. I appreciate you. Thank you. I feel you, I know you, I care about you, I forgive you, I appreciate you. I feel you. I know you. I care about you. I forgive you. And I appreciate you. Understanding, opening to this direct knowledge, understanding that my happiness and my freedom is dependent upon my actions, not my wishes. That my happiness, my freedom depends on what I do, not what I want. So, practicing here in real time, I feel you. Be the one who feels. See if you can do the feeling. I feel you. Be the one who knows. Do the knowing. Be the one who cares. Do the caring. I care about you. Forgive. Be the one who forgives. Do the forgiving. I forgive you and be the one who is forgiven. the one who appreciates do the appreciating i appreciate you Reflecting on your experience for the last few minutes. Feeling into your experience and doing whatever is most needed for you right now. Which one of these is most needed? The feeling, the knowing, the caring, the forgiving, or the appreciating? Offering yourself whatever is most needed for you for the last few minutes of this practice. That we find ourselves sitting right in the middle of everything that has happened and everything that is about to happen. Doing whatever is necessary to free yourself from suffering in this moment.